Wow is right. Good evening tonight on this edition of the Porn Lover Podcast. We're going to get into some controversial stuff this week. Tonight we're going to talk about, I would say, the most controversial porn producer ever, Max Hardcore. Max Hardcore went to jail because of his porn. And we're going to talk about him, his scenes, analyze his work, and then we're going to compare it to modern porn now. He's working today, but we're going to compare it to another site called Hookup Hotshot. We're going to talk about the style of the two and compare and contrast. And then we're going to go to our gone too soon girl, Kelly Diamond. And our throwback girl of the week you just heard, Courtney Simpson. A little petite cheerleader from Arizona. So let's get into it. The Porn Lover Podcast. Hey everybody, I just wanted to say thanks to all the listeners out there that keep downloading the podcast. And uh, during this lockdown, the podcast has really grown really big. And so I'm getting a lot of requests for people um, from people and ways to support the podcast. And as it's grown, uh, you know, the costs have grown. So I never wanted to make money from this. And uh, a lot of people have asked since the uh, Fleshlight option is an expensive toy, if there was a cheaper option to support the podcast. So Uh, A couple people suggested a a patron account, and that's what I did. I created a patron account where if you click on the link in the description, uh, you can help support the podcast. Now, I never want to make money from this, so I just want to keep it going. So that's why I kept the tier at $2. That's it. So the way I figured is if uh, that way everyone can uh, donate if they want, support if they want, and it would keep the uh, just be enough to cover the costs. And, you know, I don't want to even ask, but a lot of people asked. So I set it up. I thank you guys for listening. And um, if you want to click on the link, it should be in the description. And uh, we'll keep this train rolling. So thanks a lot and keep stroking. All right. So tonight, before we get into it, I want to say um, thanks to all the listeners and the uh, the growing fan base of this podcast. I really appreciate the emails and the uh, advice, the opinions. So keep sending those to the Porn Lover Podcast at gmail.com. If you've noticed, I've added a small plug for the platform that I use for the podcast. So uh, that doesn't pay me very much, but it does pay me like $8, literally, just just for listening. So whatever, wanted to point that out. Um, So 
some interesting, you know, uh, things. And I wanted to touch on the uh, news, so to speak, the porn news going on. Um, so, you know, I'm always talking about the golden era being about two, the year 2000 to 2008 of porn. And um, one of the directors, Mike John, from that era made some of the best movies, uh, Sperm Receptacles, you know, being one of them. And he disappeared for about since 2010. He had a bunch of lines of, uh, of different just filthy lines of porn during that heyday. And his name is Mike John. And he's coming back. He just announced that he is coming back to do revive those lines. And he's responsible with some of the best, hottest, I mean, just rawest lines um, from those 10 years, from that eight years, uh, such as no cum dodging allowed, boobaholics, teen, teenage spermaholics, um, racial, racial tension, and POV pervert. POV pervert was basically him in a hotel room fucking the hottest girls, um, but uh, he's won awards, you know, he, he started in the uh, late nineties working for, um, anabolic and he had a series called a perverted point of view. And, you know, they were just that hardcore raw sense from anabolic that I talked about before. And then he went on to red light district video where, you know, he had just amazing, you know, 20, I think he did 27 releases in 2006, and then he went to um, he went to Jules Jordan, and they re-released some of them. He did Racial Tension with them, which won awards. And then he disappeared in like, I, I don't know, like eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. But now he's back, and he's going to um, you know, bring back those lines, which is amazing. I'd love to see those lines, some of those group scenes with some of the girls today and see how they handle, uh, you know, a Mike John video. So I don't know when, um, he's going to, when his first release is, but I think the rumors are 2020 later this year, you know, porn doesn't take that long to, uh, to film, shoot, edit, and get out there these days. So that's good news. We'll probably be streaming. And uh, when it does come out, uh, I'll definitely be reviewing and tell you about them. Mike John, check out those lines, though, from the past, if you can. Smoking hot. Girls, you know, just all the girls. So anyway, tonight uh, we're going to talk about some, you know, what I've wanted to talk about for a little while, some controversial stuff, some philosophical stuff in the sense of is pornography art? And uh, we're going to talk about a guy, Max Hardcore, that really pushed those boundaries and pushed, uh, you know, obscenity to its limits. And uh, the Constitution, the First Amendment, all those things he tested and won and tested and lost. And so Max, you know, Max Hardcore, he started out in the 80s. And then in the 90s, he really you know, kind of got into his own there with these lines that are just 
crazy. He, Max Hardcore, if you know who he is, there's a lot of people that either love him or hate him. And a lot of the guys out there think that he abuses girls, he degrades girls, and, you know, that's terrible. And a lot of people think that he abuses girls and degrades girls, and that's hot. And that's pretty much where the camp is, um, you know, on him. I suggest you find some of his scenes for yourself and, and make up your own mind on him. But I definitely think that pornography is art. I think that anything that f makes viewers form an opinion, express an opinion, or divides viewers, or brings viewers together, whether it's movies, music, artwork, sculpture, whatever it is, it's art. And I think that porn is just an extreme, you know, it's, it's nothing more than, than extreme art, sexual art. The Marquis de Sade, the French author who was imprisoned most of his life, wrote fiction that was much more hardcore than anything Max did. And in France, he's a hero. He's a treasure. Some, some people think he was a misogynistic pig, disgusting. I mean, he, the Marquis de Sade, in his, if you've read his works, I mean, he advocates for, you know, child rape and just the extreme thing in his fiction. I'm not advocating for that. Max Hardcore wasn't advocating for that, but he was tried uh, two different times. They, they went after him in the 90s twice. They finally got him for two years. But um, so from 92 to 2013 is really when he, you know, produced the bulk. I mean, just thousands of scenes, thousands of scenes with thousands of girls. Uh, most of the girls here, here's what I'll say about Max. His scenes were extreme in that, and certainly extreme for the time, 25 years ago, even more, um, in that they usually involved a, a young girl, 18, 19, 20, who, 21, dressed up as a, a younger girl, in a way dressed up like that like you know there's no way that you could mistake his actresses for actual schoolgirls or actual students because they weren't dressed like students they were dressed like slutty porn students if that makes sense and he'd put oh he'd he'd put on heavy obnoxious makeup on them almost doll-like cheek mascara and lipstick. So that was the first thing that a lot of them had. And he'd have the talk, and the fantasy was he's a perverted old man that is going to fuck these girls, these young girls. And that's the fantasy. And then he would proceed to fuck them, degrade them, slap them, spit on them, piss in their mouth, gag them, fuck their ass. Um, a lot of anal scenes, you know, with him. And 
a lot of the girls, he, he liked to see the girls struggle. He liked to push the girls to their limit and past it. I don't think there's any other porn director who made more girls cry in the scene than him. He really wanted to break girls. And by break them, I mean just have them cry and break down. Um, a lot of guys don't like to see that because I think that they view their favorite porn stars as like pseudo girlfriends, that they have to defend these girls in some way. And I think that is in a way misogynistic as well. Now hear me out because these girls, they're adults. They're all adults. Always have been adults. Adults make their own choices. These girls chose to be in these scenes, got paid. So saying that you're the white knight, the guy that's going to come in and save them from their own bad decisions, that's that's their decisions to make. They're free to do that. So that in itself is slightly misogynistic. Not as much as, you know, pissing in a girl's mouth while she has her hands behind her back and calling her a, a worthless cunt. But again, this is a fantasy, albeit a rough one. It's a fantasy that some people have, and it turns some people on. It disgusts some people as well. But I feel that if you don't like it, don't watch it. And if you don't want to produce it, then don't be in it. It's It should be your choice. It shouldn't be, you know, someone else's morality should not be placed on me. So that being said, Max was tried, I believe, in um, 1998. They tried him on child pornography because they said that his girls... Although they were 18, the, the, the prosecutors never said that the girls were underage. They said they argued that they pretended to be underage, and that was somehow pedophilia or child sex. Even though the Supreme Court had already ruled that you can't be prosecuted for underage sex if the girls are above age. So no matter what they wear or say, okay? So he went to trial. He fought it very openly. He's very defiant. And he won. He won his trial, and it was dismissed. They tried to get him then on a second kind of um, distributing obscene, obscene material. And I believe they failed on that. But then that was in 98. So then he went back to making even more porn. And if you look at his scenes, he started, you know, they're still very extreme and everything, but he'd always make sure the girl said, I can't believe I'm 18. Like he, he kind of covered his ass a little bit. So he thought, and then in 2008, they arrested him again for obscenity, distributing, and a bunch of other charges. And they got him on uh, where in Georgia, they moved the case to Georgia, which is more conservative. Um, they got him on obscenity. 
and he went to jail for two years. Uh, I think he actually went to jail for a year and a half in the last year he was on house arrest from 09 to 2011. So he did go to jail on obscenity and he came out and he went right back to doing it. And they never really, you know, tried him again because he, he, you know, he said, this is a waste of taxpayer money. Um, I believe it is too. I think that there should be protections out there to protect kids from viewing adult material, from becoming trafficked, all of those things. But what adults want to do in their own free time, consenting adults should be what consenting adults should be able to do. But he went to jail. He's the only one I know. I think there's another one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Shoot me an email. But he went to jail for porn. And when you see his scenes, they you can see that they push the line, but not today. Uh, today, we, we've got a site called um, Hookup Hotshot run by a director named Brian Gosling after Ryan Gosling. If he thinks he looks like him, he's, he's got, he's not, he has glasses, he has tattoos all over him. He's kind of, you know, disgusting millennial, but that's my take on him. But his scenes today, if you, if you see Max hardcore and you like that style, then check out, um, hot shot, hook up hot shot because he takes the porn stars today, Emily Willis, Lana Rhodes, Jane Wild, every one of them, they go through him. And he started out as a website in a web series, and then he got picked up by Evil Angel. And now he produces the scenes for the website, but also Evil Angel distributes the DVDs for him. And, you know, it's very similar. I've been in discussions online with people before that say it's not at all the same. And I'm saying from an aesthetic point of view, it's almost exactly the same. The premise is um, hookup hotshot is an online dating thing where they text each other. So these slutty girls, these young, dressed exactly the same as young slutty girls with high heels, a backpack, you know, just modern young girls. And they come over to his place through the app. They meet up and he degrades them. I mean, there's no other way around it. He sticks his hand down their throats, makes them throw up, makes them spit up. He fucks their throats. He fucks their ass sometimes, not all the times. He pisses on them sometimes. He makes them drink their own piss. He ruins their mascara. He messes them up. They've got slobber and spit all over their faces by the end. Their makeup is smeared. Their big gaudy makeup is smeared. It's the exact same aesthetic. They look wrecked by the end of the scenes. They're pushed to their limits. But the one thing I will say that is different, so if you like seeing that, if you like to see your favorite porn star in a very extreme scene, then he's for you. People have argued, well, he doesn't slap the girls and nah, he chokes them. You know, he's rough with them. Um, he doesn't really push them to cry, though. I would say that he really doesn't push them to tears. Um, 
And so I think here's the thing that I don't know. When Max brings these girls in, Max Hardcore would bring these girls in. Did he uh, did he get the okay explicitly saying, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to piss in your face, and I'm going to make you cry. I'm going to get real rough. Or did he just kind of get vague and say, well, you know, things are pretty rough. I mean, these girls are adults. Did they ever not see his work before? As an adult, I would think that, you know, before you're going to go over to a, a studio, you'd check out what, what kind of work can they produce. So, you know, you, you almost have to assume that consenting adults should know what they're getting into. They signed a contract, etc. But there is a feel in certain scenes that girls didn't expect what they got coming. And there's actually been some controversial scenes, and I'm going to talk about those, where the girls later on said, I'll never work with him again. I mean, that was a problem with Max Hardcore is he would get girls, agents would send him girls when they were new to porn and they'd go through the ringer with him and they'd never go back with him. No one wanted to work with him again. Although some did. A couple of the girls, they did. Even though later on they said, oh, it was terrible. They worked with him again and did another rough scene. So that's hard to take. But some of the girls um, never worked in porn again. And some of them went on to porn careers, just never would work with him. So he needed a fresh batch of girls a lot of the times. He did have a couple girls, one girl named Catalina, who was in a lot of scenes with him. She came back for more and more. And um, she loved it. But a lot of the girls were one and done. So there's that. But a lot of the girls with Ryan Gosling and um, Hook Up Hotshot are one and done. So do they enjoy it? I don't know. But it's certainly out there. He Max certainly influenced a lot of porn, today's porn. A lot of the hardcore stuff, he, he influenced it. He's a huge influence on porn today. Now, not all porn, but but definitely there's people that that mimic him or t- borrow from his aesthetic. And when I talk about aesthetic, that's an artistic term. So I definitely think it's just a borderline obscene, you know, art. art. And so, like, for instance, that the, there's a couple scenes that I want to talk about. And... I'm going to play some clips of the scene and show you, you know, what I mean. The the first one, I, I'm not going to play audio because I'm going to play it in a later podcast because it's one of the one of my personal hottest scenes that of my all time, and it stars Rebecca Linares. Rebecca Linares is, I believe, she's Spanish, and she's gorgeous. Rebecca Linares is a European Spanish girl that's absolutely stunning, perfect in almost every way, until later on in her career when she got breast implants and lip injections, and then she was done. But in the beginning, and for a long, long, many, many scenes, she was natural and hardcore and beautiful. And I believe this is her very first scene in the business 18 years old with Max Hardcore. 
at a convention. He met a lot of the girls in his scenes at porn conventions. And I think this helped him because these girls were new, looking for work. He'd go to the convention. They'd never seen his work, maybe. He'd take them to a hotel room up in the hotel he was staying at and shoot the scene right there in the hotel room. And these girls possibly had no idea. And Rebecca Linares has said that she felt like it was almost like she was getting raped. So, you know, I watched the scene and here's the thing. I think Rebecca Linares is beautiful. And at 18, she was never, she's the hottest she was going to be. And he shocks her with his force. He slaps her. She, she cries. She's shocked. He fingers her asshole right off the bat. And she wasn't expecting that. Maybe it, it sure seems like it. And once he's fucking her ass, she's just in shock and whimpering. He, he asked to mouth, I mean, just extreme zero to 100 in no time with her. And this girl, just 18 years old and adorable, getting used, pisses in her face, just sprays her face, hoses her face down with hot piss. And, and she tells her to keep her mouth open. And if she doesn't, he slaps her face. Um, she gets soaked. And then he fucks her ass in numerous positions before he spritzes her face with cum, makes her swallow it. And she's just in shock. Um, she talks about that scene. It's amazing that after that being her first scene that she ever went on to have such a, a long career, but she went on to make other very much more hardcore scenes, DPs, blow bangs, gang bangs, uh, you know, airtight, all her holes being fucked at the same time, getting come dumped on her by multiple guys, still looking beautiful. Anal was always on the table for her an amazing Hall of Famer for me, Rebecca Linares. This, that's a scene you have to check out. And I'll, I will be talking about that scene in future podcasts. But, um, you know, she talks about that scene. And the other scene that was just talked about even to this year, and it's 17, 18 years old now at this point, is um, a porn star, big porn star named Brianna Banks. She bimbo-fied herself, added big fake tits, blonde lips, and had a good porn career. But uh, I think drugs messed her up, and you know she was in porn for a long time. Then had a comeback, disappeared, had another comeback. Uh, married, was dating a guy from porn that used to beat the shit out of her in real life. And so uh, she talked. I saw an inter I heard an interview with her, and she talked about. Max Hardcore. And she hated him, how he abused her. And, and uh, you know, he just breaks her down. And so what I want to play for you is a little bit from that scene. And then we'll talk about it. Jack my cock off with. Oh. 
so as you can hear, you know, he's breaking her down. She's crying. She's whimpering. And in the scene, he's, you know, slapping her around. She's on her knees. She hasn't has her. She doesn't have her fake tits yet. She's got natural tits because this is a very early scene in her career. She blames her agent for setting her up on this, on this shoot. And he's, she calls him every name in the book, an asshole, a a misogynist, uh, on and on. And, you know, he, you can tell he's, he's slapping around, he pisses in her face. But here's the thing that amazes me. After this, she made another scene with him. She did two scenes with him. So if it was that bad, why would you go back for a second scene? I, that, that to me, I can't explain it. I, I can't explain why you do two scenes if it was that bad, you know, that she said, you know, and, and the typical things that she says, I, I'm not defending him. I guess I am, but I just have questions. She said that she felt like she couldn't leave. She wouldn't get paid, those kind of things. But then she went back and did a second scene. So she didn't have fake tits and her name was Mirage. If so, if you're Googling it, you can find the highlights, if you will, of this scene online. Mirage Max Hardcore, and I believe the name of the scene is Hardcore Schoolgirls 14. I wrote it down. Um, Hardcore Schoolgirls 14 with Mirage slash Brianna Banks. So, you know, she did a second scene. So let's listen to, finally, he's, he's, he's broken her, in a sense, broken her down. She's wrecked, and now he's going to... Um, come in her mouth. So you can hear that she's almost delirious. She is she laughing? Is she crying? She's just at this point trained, uh, like a trained response. Every time he makes a comment, she gives the same exact comment back. And at this point, she's begging for his come because it's the end. Now. That to me is it. Since we're discussing it, it's art, okay? Uh, there, the participants were in it, and you know, I've heard sometimes Hollywood actors and actresses say that they're all in the skin game, just to different degrees. So, you know, you name an actress in Hollywood, and I'm sure you can find a scene where she got naked for a movie. Now, is getting naked for a movie the same as? being pissed on. No, it's not the same, but using your sexuality for money is to the same to some degree. You may disagree, but now I want to play a scene, a a clip from a scene from 
Courtney Simpson, our uh, throwback girl of the week, is Courtney Simpson. Now, she did two Max Hardcore scenes, um, two different ones, a solo one and one with a girl. So her first scene she did with a second girl, and the girl... um, the, fir- the girl tries to piss in her mouth, and she's not having it. But Max pisses on her. Max fucks her ass. Um, and Courtney Simpson has never done anal before or since. She, this was actually her um, one of her first two scenes in the business. But this is from the second scene she did with him where she's alone, and, and she plays, a, again, a schoolgirl with a backpack, but stripper heels and uh but in this clip you could actually hear her say no more stop no more anal it hurts and he and the photographer there's two voices the photographer is taking pictures while they're fucking is saying 30 more seconds so they're definitely pushing girls past even when they vocalize so uh, listen to this scene and uh, tell me what you think. So there you hear her say, okay, no more, two times. One time in the very beginning, she says, I-, I can't do any more anal. And she says two times, and they just keep going. Now, th- to be, I, I mean, I-, I don't know what to say to that, how to defend that, but they didn't really, uh, he wasn't really pumping her ass. He was kind of just keeping it in so that the photographer can take stills so that it could go out onto either the DVD cover or a magazine or whatever, or on the internet as as still pictures. So, you know, because back then people had slower internet connections and you couldn't download whole movies in 10 minutes. You had to just download the pictures to see if you wanted to take eight hours to download a movie. And it just wasn't, that just wasn't feasible. It was mostly, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands, even pictures were still, you know, much more popular. Streaming was impossible. So, um, they were taking stills, but you can hear her object. Now in the Rebecca Linares scene, she doesn't speak English. So you don't know what she's saying. And even when she's struggling, he is pounding her asshole. I mean, does not stop pounding her virgin tight asshole. And I think it's hot. Now, some of the scenes, I will say this about Max, they don't turn me on. I mean, he, he's got girls where he, he forces them to puke on each other. He for, they just get so sloppy and destroyed with spit in their hair, vomit in their hair. It's disgusting. And uh, it's not for me. And, but there are people out there that it is for them and that's okay with me. Um, but I don't, I don't have to watch it. Then that's how I choose to express, you know, that I, I don't like it. So that's fine. But he, he does have some very extreme things and 
they're not always sexy to me. They turn into more gross out. But, you know, there's guys on YouTube that eat five pizzas and a hundred hot dogs and do disgusting things for entertainment. And I don't like watching that either, but they're allowed to do it. So, you know, but I, I just think that's interesting. What do you think about that Courtney scene where she says that, you know, uh, maybe a lot of the other girls didn't vocalize it like, like she did. And so then when you get to Ryan, Brian Gosling and, um, Hotshot hookup, or hookup hotshot. Sorry, you know there, there's never that. There, there. I don't. I haven't found, and I've I've watched you know quite a bit of his scenes where, again, some of the modern girls. If you like a girl, she she's probably done a scene with him. The Lana Rhodes scene is Lana Rhodes is just amazing, and in the Lana Rhodes scene, you know she drinks her own. She drinks his piss. She swallows it. Uh, she gets roughed up. Doesn't, I don't think she does anal, but it'll probably be the only one. No, you know, there might be more cause she's crazy, but she swallows piss. Lana Rhodes, the model, not every girl does, uh, you know, he, not every girl does anal, but he, he, he roughs them up, but there's a, there's, you know, a lot less of the pushing girls to their breaking point, but they certainly look at the end. If I showed you photographs or you see, they look like they were pushed to their breaking point. And it's very hard just to t look at the still photography to tell the two apart, Max and um, Hookup Hotshot. So, you know, from some minor details. But you tell me. Um, you tell me what you think. Which, are they different? Are they the same? Do you find these scenes hot or degrading, sexy, or obscene? Um, I want to hear what you guys think. Shoot me an email at the Porn Lover Podcast at Gmail. The Porn Lover Podcast at Gmail.com. Max's stuff's kind of hard to find because, uh, you know, a lot of people, when he went to jail, they removed his stuff and they don't want to post his stuff because out of, I don't know what, fear, I would say. But he's got he's back. And unfortunately, he's in his 60s now. And he's this is what he's done. He's got his website back and he's got his old content and his new content. And he's shooting again, but he's 63 and he's got a fake dildo cock that shoots fake cum that he wears jeans with to hide the fact that it's fake but you can 100% tell it's fake dick and he fucks the girls with it so it's the same scenarios and everything except it's not his real dick anymore and I if you're listening Max stop it hire another guy okay you know the scenes there's you definitely have an audience out there but you're, you, if you can't do it, then don't do it that way. No, I, I don't think anyone wants to see that fake dick. And his, it, it, on the on the forums, people have said that he's got to stop that. But you know, he's he's still getting new girls to the industry, and he's still getting them to you know dress up uh, like schoolgirls, you know, runaways. He likes the runaway fantasy. Um, the girl shows up at your front door, but then Brian Gosling has, you know, girls show up the front door and he says, come on in, you know, and, and then he takes to degrading them 
absolutely degrading him. I, there is not one feminist I can imagine that would look at Brian Gosling's work and say that it's not degrading, but that is the fantasy. You are a fan of Lana Rhodes. She's your number one, let's say, and you've seen her in almost everything. Okay. And then she, you, you haven't seen her drink her own piss. Well, he gives it to you. So if that's what turns you on, then now you have it. Without him, you wouldn't. So it is what it is. Uh, tell me your opinions, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll comment on it. So that's that. Okay, uh, I want to talk real quick about our gone too soon girl who sort of she never did a scene for Max Hardcore or. Uh, hook up hotshot. So uh, she's kind of out of there, but her name is Kelly Diamond and Kelly Diamond is a smoke show. She is smoking hot, perfectly shaved bald pussy. And she looks like the Hollywood actress, Olivia Wilde. If you know Olivia Wilde from the uh, Fox doctor drama house, she was on that and she, she's now directing movies and she's acted in movies. Olivia Wilde, this girl look, could be her sister. Smoking hot, babe. She only did 39 scenes. And in it, I think she only did at least three anal, even though it's set, you know, Bang Brothers has, and mofos.com have used her anal scene in numerous DVDs. I think I could only find three anal scenes with her. One for black, she takes a big black cock in her ass, but not really fucks it. It just gets the tip in and he wiggles around a little bit, but she looks great. Her, she's got a great ass, a great face, a great pussy, small little tits, and she fucks big cocks, but only in 39 scenes, she really epitomizes the gone too soon girl. She did do three anal, so we got that, but boy, we could have gotten so much more from her. Her name's Kelly Diamond, brunette. Check her out. She's got beautiful eyes, you know, just beautiful mouth and gets fucked. And she did a lot of um, internet site scenes, you know, casting couch. She did a casting couch scene. Uh, she just started to spill over into when Blacked was just coming out. And, I mean, this is like one of their first early scenes. So, you know, she only worked from 2014 to 2015-16, maybe. So maybe two years at most. I'm thinking it's more like a year and a half, and then they just keep recycling scenes even till today. But uh, she only has 39 scenes. They're all pretty hot because she looks phenomenal with her ass. She does a scene with uh, Mike Adriano. She's got a scene with Chris Strokes. So Chris Strokes, you know, I don't know what happened to him, but he started out, he's got a, you know, a big dick, uh, could shoot a load, could stay hard, fuck these girls. And he did a lot of work for a lot of scenes and everybody worked pretty much for everybody. But then he started getting more and more tattoos and he aged a little bit. And then I saw a couple scenes where he just couldn't keep his dick hard and he's gone. And I, he's tried to start his own website, I think, for a while. And that didn't work out. So he just, I don't know what he's doing now. But 
I don't see him in any scenes anymore, but he was pretty good for a while. And he's got a couple scenes with Kelly Diamond that he just, she's so petite. I think she's like uh, 105 pounds and takes a big dick and not afraid to get hardcore, just gone too soon. Kelly Diamond, gone too soon. 39 scenes, brunette, 105 pounds. So I know this is a quick one because I want to get into our throwback girl of the week. So Kelly Diamond. So for our throwback girl of the week, we've already talked a little bit about Courtney Simpson. Courtney Simpson is in my Hall of Fame. And she would be in my Hall of Fame even if she didn't do those two anal scenes. And I don't know why. I, you know, she's five foot tall, 99 pounds. Five, five one. I think she's listed as five one, 99 pounds. A cup titties, small little things. Just a cute little blonde cheerleader. Now, Courtney actually was a cheerleader for Arizona State University. And so she went under a different name than Courtney Simpson to do like a website photo shoot as a cheerleader. And I can't remember the, the alias, but when it soon got back to the university, she got kicked off the team and basically quit. So then she moved to Porn Valley, changed her name to Courtney Simpson, and started doing porn in 0405 is when she started. And 05 is when immediately she does the two early scenes for Max Hardcore in 05. She worked till about, I would say, 09 or 10. But you, you can find scenes, you know, as 2018 that are recycled. But really, I think she worked for about four years off and on. She'd fly back and forth to Arizona, as many girls do. Arizona has some crazy partying slutty girls but Courtney was different Courtney looked like your girl next door cheerleader she was built like the cheerleaders you see on television she was an actual cheerleader she could do the splits in many different ways and she always loved to do splits on a cock that was her thing even in the Max Hardcore, her first scene for Max, she does a split while he's fucking her. And she's got a smile on her face like, this is going to be great. I'm showing off. Cut to five minutes later. She's choking on his piss. And things have changed. But that was as hardcore as she got. She never did anal again. And those were early on. And she never did anal again. She's not afraid of deep throating. She, I could tell. You could tell. She loves getting throat fucked. That was one of her things. She could take a cock all the way down her mouth, all the way down her throat, and she loved to show that off. She would do twosomes, um, you know, with two, I'm sorry, threesomes with two-on-ones where two guys would fuck her. Never in her ass, never double pussy, which I don't care about. Uh, usually they just spit roast her, and, and she was fine with that and always took loads in her mouth or on her face. She was fine with that. She did threesomes. She did lesbian stuff. She did not too much lesbian, but she did threesomes with two girls and a guy. Uh, in one scene called Cream My Crack, number three, 
I mean, the, the theme of this is that when the guy's fucking the one girl doggy, so he's got two girls laying down there in a 69 position. One girl's on her back. And the other girl is on her doggy style, and he's fucking the girl doggy style, and he comes on her ass, and the cum drips down her crack and into the other girl's mouth. That's the theme of that series, Cream, uh, Cream My Crack. But in this scene, Courtney's partner, I don't know her name, was taking anal. And Courtney, for the one and only time, gets it pulled out of her partner's ass and put into her mouth, which she does. So her only ass to other girls mouth scene is Cream My Crack 3. Pretty hot scene, but you're really watching it for that act. That, and that's how I do it. That's how I collect them. So she's in my Hall of Fame, and that scene's in there because of that. Um, she's got a lot of blowjob scenes, a lot of cheerleader theme scenes, um, a lot of scenes where she plays the dumb girl, and that's cute, and she's super cute doing it, and she's super hot. She loves to be um, put in uh, like pretzel-like positions while they fuck her it, or fuck any you know her mouth or her pussy because she loves to show off that she's flexible, and she is little bald shaved little cute pussy just a tiny little thing not too much curves with her obviously no tits and a, and a not too curvy ass so you know I like girls that are curvy um but every once in a while I do like the blonde spinner and she's definitely a blonde spinner so seeing her get fucked is hot. Now she does do a scene, a blow bang scene, which is one of, uh, this was a blow bang scene before they were even a thing. You know, they, they, they became called blow bangs. Now they, before that, in this scene, it wasn't called a blow bang. It was mostly called, I think, fuck my face. <laughs> and so in this scene, she, you know, strokes off and blows five guys and they all load her face up. Her biggest facial cum shot that uh, that she ever got was from that scene where, and she looks great just taking white rope after rope of cum all over her cute little face. Um, the and then the max stuff is pure max twenty and um, max factor fourteen, where she takes piss, anal, ass to mouth gagging stuff she's never done before or since those two scenes are extreme and it's just crazy to see a girl that has never done anal do anal in her first two scenes you know just that's what's crazy about max is you'd think a girl would quit porn but no she she just said okay i'm not going to do it and you heard her say no more anal so you know, that just is amazing to me. But she's a smoke. She's smoking hot if you like blonde little spinners. Courtney Simpson. Uh, I don't know if she ever went back to Arizona State. I don't know if she, she never got her cheerleading job, but I think she kept her uniform. And there's pictures of her. You could see there's they did a news story actually on Courtney Simpson. Um, you know, Arizona cheerleader caught doing adult films, you know, blah, blah, blah. And. You could probably find that story out there, too, if you if you dug deep enough, if you're into her. But uh, by 2009, 2010, she was gone. And, you know, 
so that would make her that was let's call it 15 years ago she's in her late 30s now which is just amazing that uh, you know if you could only where are they now that if you know Court, if you know where Courtney Simpson is, you know, shoot me an email at the Porn Lover Podcast at gmail.com. But if you know where any of these girls are now, that's something that I would love to do is interviews with old porn stars. Not the modern ones, because everyone you're overexposed to these girls now with Instagram and YouTube and all that. But I, you know, these girls from 10, 15 years ago, where are they now as they age? What do they look like now? Um, and what are they doing after porn? Um, you know, that's something that I would love to find out, but it's just impossible to ch track these girls down. So it seems, um, so if you know anything, you got any advice, shoot me, a shoot me an email on that. But anyway, so that's our throwback girl of the week, Courtney Simpson. I mean, just check her out and, uh, I want to say thanks for listening again. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and if you like this podcast, you know, share it on social media, you, you know, or share it on uh, wherever forum or, or Reddit or subreddit that you go, you know, and I really appreciate that, but we're, we are growing like crazy and I just want to reach as many people who would enjoy, um, enjoy this you know, talking about porn because there's no other podcast like this out there that discusses the actual porn and doesn't talk about the, you know, the interview, the girls or whatever. So thanks for listening and, uh, keep stroking. See you next week. Hey guys and girls. I just want to say a quick thanks for downloading the podcast and for all the support. So uh, now it seems crazy, but um, you can help support this podcast by jerking off. Uh, yeah, so we have a sponsor and it's Fleshlight. So now I know maybe you've uh, heard of Fleshlight, but you've never tried one. So... Um, I've been using them for years and they have a ton of different kinds for whatever you're into. They've got pussy molds of your favorite porn stars. They got blowjob simulators. Um, they've got anal fleshlights. They've got pocket pussies for travel. They got a line called, um, stamina training. So what those are, are fleshlights that feel so fucking good that you won't be able to last but a quick minute. So then you have to train yourself to build up lasting stamina. It's insane. Uh, it's like the scientifically you know, improvement on a pussy. I'm not kidding. So uh, I really recommend checking them out. I mean, if you click on the link in the podcast description, I'll get a kickback from them if you buy anything so which is cool i'm cool with that because it's not just some lame product that uh i'm trying to promote for money i mean i'm an actual user and i love their products and i'm excited so you will literally be helping out the podcast by jerking off okay so check them out and let me know what you think and if you buy one through the link 
you help out the podcast. So keep stroking and thanks.